Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Hello and welcome to Catharsis. I'm Tiff Stevenson, full-time comedian, part-time massively unqualified therapist for this podcast only each week i talk to a guest about small things that are pet peeves or old grudges that they wish to heal um and they can maybe get some release i probably shouldn't say release because whenever i say it it sounds like a hand job we'll also dive into a a, a topical gripe or two and uh, we'll bring some listener problems to the show today before i introduce my guest uh which i'm very excited about having him this week i do want to talk very briefly about these current attempts to rebrand shark attacks. Uh, Basically, sharks are having a PR job done on them. I'm not happy about it. There was a press release recently that said we need to rebrand them. I mean, who is taking this on as a job? Yes, could you not refer to them as frenzied attacks? Let's call them bitey wet times. Can we say you were lovingly, lovingly lacerated? Um, And also, could we stop referring to the sharks as prehistoric because they find that quite offensive? I don't know where this came from or where it started, but we know, we know that sharks are, you know, uh, prehistoric predators. I don't think we need to, to, to rebrand the shark attacks. I don't think they need the great press. I'm going to ask my guest what he thinks actually. This week, I am joined by comedian, raconteur, oh, yeah. and utterly mad bastard, Tom Ward. Am I a mad bastard? I think I said that because you sometimes do... Uh, videos as Ray Winston and he's definitely a man bastard well I'm a wacky bastard because I own these shades <laughs> and we all love a wacky guy don't we with wacky shades this guy arrives at your party that's your rebranding speaking of rebranding your shades are rebranding you're yeah. just going to move into your carrot top era with those and become a prop comic become a, yeah become a wacky guy just constantly wacky everywhere I go <laughs> it's not just for the cameras it's it's part of my life it's in the shops it's in the streets how do you feel about sharks? About sharks or shark attacks, I think, are uh, a, a, a terrible event, a shocking event. Um, terrible for the families. Yes. For those affected. But for the shark, it's a great day. Um, there's a, uh, Sharks in general, I don't really like them. I find them to be quite um, sort of um, unforgiving company, from what I can tell. Yeah. And sort of, um, I don't, they're not beautiful. If they were beautiful and they did all that stuff, 
then I wouldn't mind. But they just have this this look about them, like a sort of well, like bears are cute as well. Yeah, the little bear cubs are cute. So you kind of go, oh, but bears are cute. And yeah. actually, I saw a picture recently. A friend of mine lives in Connecticut, and he sent me a picture of a bear that had smelt some cookies being made in someone's oh. kitchen and had got up on the porch steps and had its paws on the oh my God. So there you would kind of go, yeah, you kind of feel sympathy towards towards the bear. You, yeah. you don't have to rebrand bear attacks because people go, they're awful, but also bears are cute, so we're not just going to indiscriminately find them. I do think we are essentially quite shallow about the animals we like and don't like based on how cuddly they are. Yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty cuddly animal. <laughs> I do. I do suspect being attacked by a bear is deeply unpleasant. Um, even if you're looking at it at the time, going, "God, you're cute." I don't think you know. I don't well, I mean, if know. if Leonardo DiCaprio is anything to go by, in the world's longest film, you, you mention him every time I see you. You're, he's always on your mind, isn't he, Leo? Is it? I think he's, he's a fantastic, a fantastic actor. Yeah, that's what I do. You just wish you were 22, don't you? So look at 25, you. Tom. That's we all know that's the cap. 25 for Leonardo. Okay. Yeah. Let's start the podcast by getting into to some of your stuff, um, because yeah. the first section of the show we like to call old grudges. So that's something that happened to you in the past that you maybe feel like I wish I'd have handled that differently or maybe just like oh, I want to say this like fuck that person. Um, and mm. it can be, it mm. can be big, it can be small, it can be fun, it can be silly, it can be serious. Just tell me what you got to bring to the table. Well, a few grudges came to mind, and I, I think they're all around a similar theme. Um, when I was eight, I went into the classroom at the end of break time and saw that my teacher's cup of tea had been left there. So, and I was worried about it getting cold. So I put it on the windowsill so that it could be closer to the sun. To, to keep it warm and then she came in and said where's my tea and I said oh, I put it up there and she shouted at me she told me off and I tried to explain but um she she, she sent me out um so I don't know I don't know if you're listening <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know who you are I don't know and I don't know if you're listening but that really upset me and I feel like that set a tone for me um being misunderstood when I was trying to do nice things <laughs> throughout your life. Again. It happened again. <laughs> when I was 12, um, I tried to help my classmates stop smoking. And um, so I bought them herbal cigarettes from Holland and Barrett and I sold them to them at cost price. No profit. Oh, cost. No, no, no profit. Yeah, I just wanted to help them. And then the, someone dobbed me in and said they saw me selling them and I got suspended for two weeks. So the tragedy of that story is that you know, you got suspended for selling herbal cigarettes, which yeah. it's not even cool. No, it's not cool at all. <laughs> I know. If, so you'd have been se- if you'd have been selling some Benson and Hedges or Marlboro yeah. Reds, then you would yeah. have been like, at least I've got the cred points. Um, so did the friend ask you to buy the herbal cigarettes or did you just take it upon yourself? No, I was a proactive child, you know. I just wanted to... <laughs> I didn't want my classmates to smoke. It's too young to smoke 12, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were all very cool, you know, talking about the girls they were seeing on holiday and all this stuff. And I'm like, I had no clue about what they were doing and how they were doing it. But I was like, do you know what? One thing I can do is end this slippery slope now with tobacco, at least. So the herbal cigarettes and honey cigarettes are what they give actors uh, on set if you don't smoke. 
Okay. And I don't smoke, so I've smoked those a few times, um, and they do give off a, a certain amount of like billowy ness. Yes. So that it looks like you're smoking in a scene. So I, I like, I like that you didn't add anything on. I also like that you just, you, like you say, you're proactive. You didn't check, you didn't check with them. You just went, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like, if nicotine patches were nicotine patches available then as well? Um, well, it was the '90s, so I'm guessing they were. So you're like kind of like a low key, low key doctor. Yeah. Just, just getting about school, going. I've got to make sure your tea's warm. That you're not smoking cigarettes. You're not doing anything that's bad for you. Yeah, but I was learning. Uh, the, the the big education I was receiving from all this was that the world um, is a deeply cynical place, and that you know kindness isn't always rewarded. Um, I was sent out of class for the tea, and I was suspended for the cigarettes. So what happened then? Did, did your parents like get a letter to say Tommy's not coming to right? Yeah, okay. I got a call and said that was it. So I was off school for two weeks, and I just had to go to my dad's office and study there. And it, and I had three donuts every day, so I put on <laughs> half a stone. So it was a really difficult time. Um, but when I was thirteen, I went to help an old lady carry her bag up the stairs and a man saw me off her and he said why would she need help with a bag that small and looked at me like I was a thief I was like you know what fuck all these people man oh I see immediately when you said that I thought he meant sexist but like oh no she was an old lady no she was elderly she wasn't yeah uh, like she wasn't like 30 or something she was like 80 Um, oh so you thought you were gonna nick her bag yeah I was what did, I was what did she like, say? Well, I'm saying it now. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say it at the time. I was a sad little child and didn't understand the world. And um, yeah, so those three experiences have made me the hardened, calloused, um, human, unkind person that I am now. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Shove it. If this is what if this is what you get from kindness, no more. Callous, you're a walking guitar thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Callous, like a, like a, it's so, it's, it's, because the first one is just such a genuinely cute little, little thing to do to kind of go, oh, the teacher's tick, like, I'll put it in the sunshine and keep it warm. Uh, did you have a little crush on her? Or do you think no. it was just you being just like a good, you know, no, yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, look, look out for her. Yeah. And it's very sweet, and it's, it's it upsets me to think that 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 other humans crushed you so early, Tom. Yeah, well, you know, you know this is probably this is probably why I do comedy, isn't it? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to win trying the to trust win. of the world, <laughs> win everyone. Yeah, have yeah. you? Did you ever do? Did you ever? So that kind of falls under the purview of no good deed goes unpunished. Mm, yeah. Uh, if you've ever heard that phrase, yeah, have, did your yeah. parents believe you when you said that you were trying to help your friend? Were they yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah? But my dad was um, strangely because he was a born again Christian, so he was really into the drama of persecution. He really liked it when he got persecuted or when I got persecuted, as he called it, which is quite a heavy <laughs> word. So now like, we're now we're really beginning to unpack uh, yeah, how you got into stand up comedy. Has begun. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that make you feel Tom? <laughs> yes uh so he was like he was kind of happy about it he liked it anytime there was a drama where the world was out to get us he was like good 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 we are suffering 
you know, suffering for the Lord, our reward will be in heaven, you know. So there was all that going on. So that was quite confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh now because I'm medicated. Um, <laughs> at the time, I couldn't, I didn't even know medication existed. It is one of those things of these early experiences do kind of shape how you approach uh, doing nice and kind things and I guess the doing the kind thing is supposed to be the reward in itself right you're not supposed to want to mm. get something in return but this isn't even you wanting something in return this is you doing a thing and then being actively <laughs> actively like punished for trying to help it's, it gives you a very strange feedback loop of how the world works doesn't it yeah you're like oh well nothing is quite what I was told and did it, did it stop then or is it is it carried on into your adult life? Do you still now go, I'm not going to do that because I'm worried I'm going to get... Do you know what, Tiff? I am so overflowing with kindness. You couldn't even stop me if you tried. I, I mean, I, I just... I just <laughs> no, but I do just want to be... I just, I just want to do my thing. I'm not going to... I'm not going to let the world stop me. Yes. So I just plough on, man. I plough on. I always think you've got to plough through, haven't you? Yeah. Got, got to put it out there and see see who bites on on your vibe. You give freely your compliments, which is something I know about you, which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th there are people in life who freely compliment. I'd like to think that I'm one of them, and there are people who withhold it. Right, I hate those people. <laughs> which is like quite difficult, especially in the business mm. that we're in. Oh yeah, because you know, and and there's other comics around, and like to kind of. You know, when you've seen someone be amazing or do well, you're like, that was great. And I love, you know, like, and there are some people who are like, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm mm. just not going to say anything about what just happened. And uh, I can't. I feel like it would like burst out of my chest if I didn't just say out loud. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. I don't know. What are you scared of? I think people uh, have this kind of fear that they'll give away some of their power or something if they reveal that they thought your set was good, <laughs> you know, or they like that. <laughs> They like that joke you did or whatever, like, oh, I shouldn't say it. The balance of power is so fragile. Imagine how, how nice life would be if, if you weren't threatened or saddened by other people's successes. <laughs> that would, like, knock out 50% of the pain, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Oh, especially of this job. Yeah. But I think any job. Like, yeah. like I'm sure there's weather, weather girls watching some other weather girl going on TV and be like, why is that bitch there? I'm way better at weather. She's only there because she wears short skirts or whatever, you know. She doesn't know about low pressure. Yeah, she not doesn't... like I do. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think I, and that doesn't mean that I don't get professional jealousies. I do, like loads, like loads. But I try not to let it stop me from acting. If, if I think something's great going, oh, that's amazing. Like, mm. oh, it's brilliant that you've done that. And, and and trying to then kind of go, well, that's good because it means if they're doing it, that just means more people are doing it. You know, mm. I can do it. You know, and of course, you know, that comparison, that old phrase, comparison is the thief of joy. And that is what social media does so much. You only get to see the highlights, don't you? But mm. I, I try and I, so I still see stuff and go, fucking hell, I wish I was, you know, like mine tends to be like, I wish I was doing that. Not why they, like, I wish they weren't. I might go, yeah. oh, if they're doing, I could be doing that, you know, so I do get that. But yeah. I try not to let it uh, get to the point where it it won't let me acknowledge when something's good because I can't get over the fact. Sure. You know. Yeah, it's all like <laughs> smothered with this blanket of jealousy and rage, <laughs> insecurity, yeah. Like, just look under here. Oh, yeah, I'm actually quite happy for them. Or, or that, no, fair play, they do deserve it or whatever, yeah. 
in your best moments. Uh, not that we're always at our best moments. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that with me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So tell me about your unpopular opinion. Um, I love Bono. <laughs> I love Bono. I'm with you on this. <laughs> yeah, but I find it very hard to meet people that open about it. Right. Okay. It's like a, it's it's trendy to slag off you two and Bono. I love Bono. Bono's my favourite. I'll be devastated if I find out that Bono has been cheating on Ali for 46 years. There's rumours that he and Andrea Kaur had had a fling. And I was like, this is so exciting. And how could it not happen? How could it not? Come on. You know, Irish, they did a... Irish uh, pop and rock legends. Oh, and they did a duet together. There's footage. And they're both just swooning and breathy and gazing at each other. And oh, it's just like, of course they had. They had to have sex after that. Um, or it was just a very good performance. But I love Bono. Um, Tom, have you heard of... Acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't believe it. Uh, Andrea Kaur has acted in a few films, actually, so she has definitely she? has the capability to fake that. Yeah. Is that upsetting for you? <laughs> no, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I, the truth is what I want, Tiff. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just, I love Bono. I think he's a, a charming, intelligent man with an incredible voice. Um, I like U2 up until the late 90s. After that, it's a bit embarrassing. But I saw him speaking recently in person and it was magnetic. I was just, the guy knows how to work a room. He's a proper rock star. He's, uh, he's willing to play the role, you know, and he's fully committed. He's willing to be the spectacle. Right. You know, he's willing to be incarnate rock star all the time and he loves getting in amongst it and talking about it and trying to work it out and he's well read and he's he takes risks and he's willing to look naff for what he believes in and he's got this massive ego and he's a hypocrite as well which is just <laughs> such a such a nice thing to see you know it makes you feel relaxed about your own hypocrisy yeah and your vanity like you know like it, I'm vain and I'm self-obsessed, but I'm also concerned about things. As we know from my teenage stories, I want to help. <laughs> um, but I'm also incredibly vain and want to look good and want to make money and want to get around. You know, he did an advert for a, for a handbag company with his wife. Uh, it was it Louis Vuitton. I was going to say, did he do a Louis Vuitton? <laughs> I saw the poster and I was like... I feel like that's his wife going, I want a couple of Louis Vuitton bags. Yeah. Well, Come maybe. on, Bono. I'm sure he <laughs> but... could afford them. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, I'll get my checkbook, sweetheart. Uh, do you know how much the luggage range costs? I mean, I'm sure he could, but yes, it's in. The, it can go into the hundreds of thousands. It's like a, yeah, like it's insane. Like the old fashioned, because they do those, you know, like almost trunks. They do yeah, trunks, luggage box, trunks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I admire, there was that whole 80s phase of Bono where they, where you two kind of went a bit new romantic. And there are videos of Bono wearing like jobpers and knee high boots on stage and a yeah. ruffle shirt and a blazer. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, I think he looks hot there. Is he wearing a snood? And he wasn't wearing a snood, no. Mm. He had Was the mullet his... though, didn't he? He had a kind of... Did um... have a mullet. He did for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that there's something, there's something really gratifying about the fact that they do, you know, they are a stadium rock band. They're huge. But they do do political... They talk about stuff that matters mm. as well as being able to do a love song and as well as being able to, you know, but you Sunday, bloody Sunday, you know, they've got music that speaks to what was happening in Ireland in, in the eighties and what was, you know, part of the um, cultural sort of landscape. And I like that about them. Yeah, I, I do don't too. know that there are many other stadium rock bands who you go, Oh, they're also doing issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's range. There's real intelligence there. Oh, Springsteen. Springsteen is probably another great example of someone who actually does sort of raises questions or talks about what's happening culturally. Yeah, in, I can't. You're not into Springsteen. I'm not into Springsteen. That like would a... it, well, they, that's your fucking unpopular opinion for me because Springsteen nah. is a legend and a god and an yeah, icon. I, yeah, what I is it about him? He, <laughs> he looks like an Athena poster. Yeah, yeah. He looks like, or a calendar of hunky men in the mid-90s. He looks like a Marlboro <laughs> advert. I can't quite take him seriously. Just his look. Is, is his he too all-American for you? It's very, yeah, it's very American. His voice is like, you know, I was bursting out of class. It's just too testosterone-y. Oh, it feels like it, you should direct, uh, directly connect with it if he was busted out of class. Yeah, yeah. I was busted out of class for selling herbal cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can, you know, there is a lot of like, if you do the sort of tropey stuff about Springsteen, you can kind of go, well, it's cars. There's going to be very, there's going to be like born to run, um, chrome wheeled, fuel injected uh, is one of the lyrics in that, like trading these wings for some... uh, for some wheels, you know, like there's a lot of cars, there's a lot of girls, but I kind of like the disenfranchised American blue collar. Like he's talking about working class people. There's a great line in jungle land actually, where he's talking about, it's just like a, you know, he's talking about Jersey on a, on a, on a Friday night. And, uh, he's like, he talks about, uh, she turns out the woman in the bedroom softly turns out the light and there's an eventual surrender. And then he says, um, the poets down here don't write nothing at all. They just stand back and let it all be. Mm. So it's just kind of the way he talks about the unfolding of and uh, the people are the poets of the town and they're the witnesses and stuff like that. I think there's something really, this is now just about how much I love Springsteen, but you don't like him. So this is an no, unpopular but I, opinion. I do have Springsteen. I have two of his albums. I've got um, Badlands and, um, sorry, Darkness on the Edge of Town, which has got Badlands on it and born in the usa but i what i like about him and bono is that they give so generously to their audiences every gig it's just this huge amount of energy that they give 
Yes. And that's what sets them apart. That's why they're megastars. You know, there's a lot of bands. There's a lot of people who want to be in bands. There's a lot of people who want to be rock stars, but actually fundamentally don't respect their audience. Yeah. You know that thing yeah. where we come out into our when we come on stage and we're like, oh, I don't fancy it tonight. Oh, these, yeah. these crowds a bit. Uh, well, I don't like playing in Surrey. Uh, whatever, you know. But these guys will rock up and they will belt it out, even to a slightly awkward audience or a disenchanted audience or a slightly strange situation where the venue isn't quite right. You know that they'll give it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like people like bands like Echo and the Bunnymen were turning down gigs and you two were taking them. You know. Yes. Famously, like Echo and the Bunnymen turned down a wet T-shirt competition that they was they wanted a band, and you two, you two did it. <laughs> I was like, this is pre Sunday Bloody Sunday, I'm assuming. But as he was singing that there, I still um, haven't found what I'm looking for. Wet titties. Um. But yeah, it's about like the generosity and the energy he has to still do it. That really shows me what it is to actually respect your audience and to be so single-minded. I just I admire that, you know. Why do you think he's unpopular? Do you think it's for all of those reasons? I think morali- anything with morality gets people's backs up. Right. I, think, I don't think it's the music. I think the music is naff to, to, to certain people. They'll hear it and go, oh, well, it's all about mountains and flying and feelings and this kind of wishy-washy landscapey vibe but i don't think that's enough i think it's the morality i think it's the anything where people make a moral choice puts people's backs up right right because they're like what are you saying about me you're saying i'm wrong and then they look for hypocrisy in the person that's proclaiming virtue and you said he's he's open about his hypocrisy and that's quite refreshing he's he i think he would admit that he's a complicated person that he's 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 not above the things he's not above being human um, I was just remembering that episode of South Park now because I was going, is he unpopular? But there was that episode of where he takes the world's biggest sh- <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I just remember the whole way through it is that Bono comes on and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That... yeah. <laughs> that's that what they era, have him doing. <laughs> I'm not interested in that era of YouTube. That era, like post 2000, is just not interesting to me. It's um, the music anyway. Yes, I still yeah. think he's great, but um, uh, yeah, the music is just it's just terrible. But yeah, before that, they were still they still felt like there was a an itch that was somehow okay. What what's your itch, you know? But now it's like it feels like he's churning out a kind of version of the itch, which I don't really. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, when a yeah, band doesn't I, I've feel churned like out a saying... version of the itch, but it was thrush. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do think, I think it's interesting because I think sometimes it's um, people like to, for contrarianism or to be contrary is take something that's hugely popular and then say, well, I hate that. Mm. So it can be an unpopular opinion to love something that's unabashedly successful and huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, how I get, and this is really petty and pathetic, I'll share this with you before we move on, is that I don't like people who never knew anything about a band that I love and then all of a sudden start talking about it. I'm like, shut mm. up. I've loved them forever. Get out. Like, I'll see people do mm. it with Fleetwood Mac and stuff. And I'm like, shut up. Get out of the way. You don't know about Stevie Nicks. You don't even, you don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I love them. Now I don't like you. And now that you like them, it makes me want to not like them. 
which is yeah. utterly that's beyond tragic really i think um, as a culture <laughs> we have that a version of that is happening whenever like young people come through and start becoming ideological at us yes i think we have a version of that where we go uh fuck you i've been around a long time i'm not this i'm not an idiot yes i lived through the <laughs> 90s yeah you know, and we were you know like this idea that i've been somehow culturally blind in all ways that i didn't ever have until you came this. along <laughs> yeah with your shrill voice and your placard yeah you know it's like, i oh, have it i have it is. as a if I, you know, see one more person saying educate yourself and they haven't done a GCSE and yeah. I'm like, this person's 15. I'm like, how about yeah. you educate yourself with an exam? <laughs> like, yeah. So it puts you back up, doesn't it? It's like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, I agree with your unpopular opinion, which is that Bono okay. is pretty fantastic uh, not that it, this podcast relies on me agreeing or disagreeing i just want to put it out there that i also think bono is a bit of a legend yeah ah. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh we have time to get into a listener problem i describe it as angry aunt because i am supposed to kind of get angry on their behalf um and uh i used to just like shout and rage but uh, now I'm, I'm middle-aged so i can just i'm gonna have a good complaint this is from the bouncing cow. So I put, do you have any problems? Dear angry aunt, yes. Young people saying, oh, bless to anyone over the age of 50. I yeah. think that could just be the phrase, oh, bless. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a lot of people who just bless of, oh, bless, bless them, bless, yeah. bless. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's innately patronising. It's a lot, but I think a lot of people use it without even realizing that it's that. I think it's almost like a um, what do you use that when you like pepper something through a sentence? It's like, it's sort of like saying like, you know, like as a as a, a bit of rhetoric in speech, um, that you could you could drop loads of likes in. I think mm. a bless is a oh bless. It's like a way of reacting when someone says someone's done something and they go oh bless. It's a it's a sort of non response. <laughs> Yeah, it's a sort of ju uh, is it a platitude? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, some, I think. Um, yeah, I think sometimes people get vertigo in conversations. Sorry, not vertigo, like a, hello, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, vertigo, as in uh, they can't handle a conversation. They they get like, oh, oh, it's too deep. Or oh I I I'm in in over my head here. Let's quickly put a full stop on it, you know. So they'll be like they'll say bless or ah oh, well yeah know, yeah yeah you know they'll find a way to bring it back you know because uh, they're in they're in too far or something. But you can tell when someone you can tell when someone uh, is trying not to be nasty because they'll say bless them when they're bringing it into a conversation and be like oh you know david bless him and i'm like oh god what are you gonna do you're about to say something absolutely <laughs> horrible now um, that sounds like a mum it feels like a very mum kind of oh bless him bless his mm, cotton socks mm, used to be the full he's trying but yes yeah you know david's fucked up bless yeah. him he was just trying bless yeah. his like it's giving someone the benefit of the doubt yeah but the undertone is he's a fucking idiot yeah, but also you can't, yeah, you can't say it to anyone over 50, like, 
Well, I don't even think it's over 50. I think if you're much younger than a person you're saying it to, bless, it does feel like, what are you on about? Mm. But I I think people aren't knowingly doing it. Before we go, um, let's have a quick chat about what you have to plug, if you have anything to plug. And uh, hit me up with some dates, places people can go see you. I have gigs always, gigging all the time. Uh, I've got stand-up sketch shows coming out next month. I've got a lovely event at the Comedy Store that I'm hosting on the 19th of June. So the week after your lovely gig at Old um, Old Old Rope. Okay. Week after that, 19th of June at the Comedy Store. Yes, and I'm hosting a charity uh, event with Rich Hall headlining and Michelle Desoir, Laura Smith, Emmanuel Sanubi and Sean McLaughlin. What a great lineup. lineup. What a lineup. So I would like to plug, I'm doing a week at the Edinburgh Fringe work in progress at the Monkey Barrel at midday, one week only, 14th to the 20th. Um, Will I ever do a month again? Probably not. So if you want to come and see that work in progress, I've kept tickets cheap, low priced, so you can, you know, you can get on board with that. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Old Rope is coming up on Monday, probably when this is out, so... Uh, But we are monthly at the Comedy Store, so check out Old Rope at the Comedy Store. Thank you for listening to Catharsis. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Pleasure, Tiff. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.